0: morning, Adam. Exactly. It's nice a bright and early day today.
1: <laughs>
0: sure. Good to be here. Good to see you. Good to be seen. Well, this is our, our podcast day. And uh, every Wednesday, well, wait, 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 wait. First of all, my name is Jack Mancini. And I'm here with my partner, long-term partner, Adam Sunhalter. And we're partners in business coaching, small business coaching. We deal with the owners of small companies, and by dealing, we we serve as a a, a counselor. We serve many hats, actually. We wear many hats, and and uh, we we provide a source of information based on our twenty years of business coaching, owning and operating companies ourselves personally, together, auditing them, financing them. Uh, geez, what am I missing here? Everything you could think of, we basically cover those situations for a small business owner. And we have fun doing it. We don't take on everybody. You, you go through a little testing uh, procedure. And if you don't score within the range necessary, and that's proprietary information. We basically aren't going to start with you because we have found out in our 20 years that starting out with somebody who we don't really have the chemistry for and doesn't grade well, uh, usually won't relate to success. So we take on people where we think we're going to have success and our batting average is pretty good. Better than, uh, Jose Ramirez. (laughs) You don't know who he is. You got to look him up. That's right. Jose Ramirez. But, uh, but we, we, take our little uh, podcast stories that last maybe an hour, a little more sometimes, a little less. And we, we make those podcast stories from our actual coaching experiences. And uh, what we do is have the outcome known going into it because we've been very successful in, in doing what we're doing here. So with that, well we what we do we take those stories and we we make a, a podcast out of it and today we're gonna make a a podcast on buying companies or not buying companies
1: you know, what
0: basically what uh what am I trying to say here adam
1: uh We have have one question for you when it it comes to buying a company, because one of the areas that Jack and I specialize in is helping people buy and sell companies. And it's a a unique thing for a business coach to do that, but given Jack's and mine's background, if you're not familiar with it, as Jack was saying, we've bought, fixed up, and sold companies. We've helped clients do that. Uh, We've done it in the biggest of the bigs and the smallest of the smalls. But we want to focus on just one question today as it relates to buying companies that we have found over the years helps to really clear the deck, Jack. (laughs) And this one simple question, one simple question often gets some tremendous reactions, Jack. So what's that question we often ask people when it comes to buying companies? What
0: if they gave it to you? Yeah. My God, wait a minute. (laughs) What what can somebody do when they hear that, right? (laughs) They got to think about that possibility because chances are very high. They've never heard anyone ask that question before. Who gives companies away? (laughs) <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> right and you don't even know it you don't even know how to answer that question that's right but uh yes it's so, it's in it's in the uh bag of tricks <laughs> go on you got something to say well, so, you
1: know it's one of the things that we'll often ask people um if if you know jack and i offline you probably know that uh, he and i are not really good at small talk uh, it's especially true when we get to small business owners who aren't really good at small talk for the most part either, right? So we'll just go right to the the heart of things, and so we'll ask questions like that. Hey, have you ever bought a company before? All right, and uh, you know, often people never heard that before. People aren't used to being asked that. But uh, as we said, the, the the top response, Jack, when we when we ask that question, when we ask it that way, hey, have you ever bought a company before? Have you ever thought about buying a company before? You know, we'll we'll kind of put it out there, and we get some version of, well, hey, I don't have the money. <laughs> I don't have a big pile of cash sitting back here that I can just kind of, kind of grab from, right. That by far, Jack, is the number one response we get when we ask that when we ask the question that way, right. Have you ever thought about or consider or, or looking at buying a company? So, so, so we know that that that's coming. <laughs> so we follow it quickly with the, with the next question, right? Well, Hey, what if they gave it to you? And usually, you know, like what then, usually what happens is there's a, a pause. There's a, referring the brow kind of a sly smile maybe a confused look well why would somebody just give me their company jack it's it's, often, it's almost like are you guys for real yeah it's almost like a, yeah that's not possible that's right? not like, possible give companies away <laughs> it's like an as as seen on tv right or, or it sounds too good to be true so we wanted to you know we we've touched on this this question jack over the years and uh by the way, this is episode 377 of Dirty Secrets of Small Business, I, I, I know we've talked about it with, again, one of the areas we specialize in is help pe- people buy and sell companies. And so I know we've talked about the question, Jack, but I really like to kind of delve into it because I think it's perhaps a misunderstood question in terms of, what you know, again, because we're asking it and people just, it's hard for them to get their get their arms around what that would look like. So there are lots of ways people could, you know, give you a company, Jack. Um Yeah. But unfortunately, most people don't get beyond that. Well, you don't have piles of cash. So say, take the whole idea of buying a company and they just kind of brush it aside without really, literally kind of getting into it a little bit. So if you can, if you can stay with us here for the show and just think about this. And again, hopefully you're processing as you're listening to this question. Again, if somebody gave you the company, whatever company it might be, Jack, one of your favorite ones to talk about is pizza shops, right? So we all have a a local pizza shop. So hey, if Giorgio or Frankie or Susie, whoever owns that pizza shop, what
0: if they gave it to you? What'd why you in the it? world would they? Why in the world would they ever <laughs> give it to you? That's the thought process that where most people are conditioned to think. Yeah, that doesn't happen. That's not a lot of BS. And and uh, people don't give away companies. Yes, they do every day.
1: So maybe let's focus on a couple of areas, Jack, where people might see this in terms of how it might come about. So I think one of the areas that maybe is more obvious or people can kind of, you know, see, or maybe they thought about is there are often cases where there is no successor in place. And, you know, uh, we've quoted over the years, Jack, there are somewhere between 20 to 25 million, maybe 27 million small businesses in the United States. So they're, they're all over the place. Right. And so, Believe it or not, uh, most of those folks are, you know, they start and they're just running their businesses and they aren't even thinking about, Jack, getting out. They aren't thinking about the eventual exit. Now, they might have, and we know we've talked a lot of owners, Jack, and they often have in their back of their mind somewhere, there's a there's a thought perhaps that one of my kids will take it over, you know, when they're ready, right? Because, yeah, you know, they're they're young when I started. You know, they're they're only six when I started, or eight when I started, or whatever it might be. But maybe maybe one of the kids, so it's kind of it's kind of back there somewhere, right? Or maybe one of my maybe one of my key employees will do it, right? You know, something like that. But that often doesn't work out very well, right? You know, it's it's surprising because there, there are a lot of folks that talk about it. They'll say, "Hey, gee, I wish I had a family that had a business, Jack. They could just, you know, I could I, I could jump into it." Yet there are a lot of kids that have parents that own companies that have absolutely no interest in it. That's right. Never happens. And there are employees that work for the companies. That, that, that are probably good employees that have no interest in it, right? Well, so we had one of our clients on years ago, and I guess I can, what I'll do is I'll put a uh, a link to our show notes on this, and we're going to have him back on again later this year. As, uh, his name's Ben Eyde. And Ben was a client of ours for for several years, and he worked for a company where there was a second-generation owner, and that second-generation didn't have any third-generation, had no kids. And so Ben had worked at the company for about 10 years, eight or 10 years, and he started to engage the owner in discussions about taking over the company. And guess what? The owner gave him the company, right? And we'll we'll put a link to that. You, you you can hear some of his story. It was back on Valentine's Day of 2019 when we had him on. It was back when we were still in the studio, Jack. This is this is pre-COVID days. Mm, okay, yeah. And so, and so he, he talked about that process. You know, now the the the, the owner gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. It wasn't necessarily a good offer he couldn't refuse. As well as things were well Ben's like, hey, you know, I was you know, I was there for over a decade doing things that you know, I could see myself doing. I was basically running it already. So what was the other option? To say, screw you and and leave and go start from scratch versus, hey. So, you know, I'm taking the deal, but, you know, we say he gave it to him, Jack. What we mean by that is, well, Ben didn't need to come up with a big pile of cash. Coming back to that. To come and say, here, here you go. Now give me the business. What happened was, the current owner played the bank. And he stayed on the payroll and he was getting paid as as the months and years went by to help pay off the business and as we got to start coaching ben he was a couple of years into that process we helped him then go actually to the bank to take out the prior owner and and pay the bank instead and gave the owner a big check he was able to borrow money from the bank something ben if, if we had met ben five years before when he was still working for you know for this guy and we told him hey five years from now we're gonna go to, we're, we're gonna go to the bank and the bank's gonna cut you a check for seven figures that you're gonna be able to take in cash and, and, and be able to give it to this guy and buy him out. He would have thought we were totally freaking nuts, Jack. Totally yep, He sure would. He right. couldn't
0: he couldn't see that for a million years. Yeah.
1: Now here's a here's a guy who is extremely smart and talented, but yet by uh, modern standards or by societal standards, well he's he's a high school dropout, right? He likes to learn, likes to read and study stuff, but he wasn't interested in what they were saying and what they were having him read, right? So he's constantly learning and getting better, but yet he's made to feel like he's, you know, how could somebody who doesn't have a high school degree,
0: Jack, buy or run a company? That's, that just sounds crazy. It goes against all norms of, <laughs> of uh, small business uh, stories. It really does.
1: So it's, uh, and part of our, our goal here with the show, Jack, is we want to demystify a lot of this stuff. And so one of those things that that there's a tremendous opportunity for the next decade or two is there are lots of companies that don't have successors. So if you're working for somebody right now, what's the plan at your company? Is there a successor in place at your company? If not, or if you don't know, start asking around a little bit because guess what? Maybe it could be you. Maybe you could be the successor for this company. And Perhaps that current owner would be happy to, to to literally give you the company and play the bank for it because the other option, Jack, is I just shut it down. You know, and, and 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 as we know when it comes to small business there's tremendous emotion to business. Especially for one that you started and nurtured and grown over the years. The last thing you want to do is turn off the lights and just kind of move on. So how do we, you know, the, 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 there's a, a tremendous opportunity. And I think too many folks, Jack, are going to miss it unless they're listening to folks like us who talk about, hey, there's opportunities there and you got to be thinking a little bit differently and think about it. And, and always start with that question, Jack, because if somebody gave it to you, would you take it? Nine times out of 10, the answer is probably going to be yes. Maybe nine times out of 100, it might be yes. It just kind of depends. But tell people a little bit in terms of where this question came from, because you have a lot of experience. One of the other areas that, that uh, I want to go into besides the social succession thing is, is an area you've got a lot of experience with Jack, which is, let's talk about some working out. Let's talk about some bank, workouts. So, some bank working out, which is a little bit different, but in terms of kind of where this kind of comes from. So, so give people a little, a little sense, a little history of some of the stuff that you've done personally,
0: when it comes to some bank workouts. Bank workouts. What a great,
1: yeah you know
0: show me the uh, title of the bank that that has workout department on its uh, <laughs> promotional stuff. They don't have it, but banks make lots of loans. That's what they're in business for. And many of these loans don't go well for a variety of reasons. and you you basically end up with a situation where the bank has a loan that isn't performing. What do they do? How do they get value out of it? How can they recover? And they basically will, if they can, they have a a stable of potential buyers that have been working with the bank for years. And they'll offer this this company that's having trouble to a lender or to a, a borrower that they have a relationship with and they'll basically turn this loan over eventually to this this buyer they're the the person that they do business with and have done business with in the past so the bank will take a haircut to do this they'll reduce the amount owed to them because this has already been written off so adam starts a business and Three years into it, he has trouble and he can't get financing. He's tapped out personally and nobody's going to lend him money. The bank will move this from a performing loan to a non-performing loan and write it off in one way or another, depending on how bad it is. And what do they do with it? Now they have a company that there's legal issues about ownership, blah, blah, blah. But... They basically have a company that's not doing them any good. It's not within the range of what they do. And that's lend money and get that money paid back with interest. So they'll make a deal with somebody who can pay something. And if it's real bad, they'll probably make a deal with somebody who who uh, will pay nothing. I mean, <laughs> they, they they don't have any choice. So that's one way to buy a company through the bank and establish a relationship with the workout group. There's a group in every big big bank for sure uh, of several banker employees who deal with troubled loans. You can stick your nose in there and make a deal that, that would knock your socks off. And that's only one of many. Uh, the Internal Revenue Service has bad loans. Not loans, but they have assessments that can't be collected and aren't looking too good to be collected because the person that owes them the money doesn't have the means anymore. Their assets have been used up in various places. So here the IRS basically is, is uh, faced with making a compromise. And a compromise can be pretty significant in favor of the, the buyer, the person making the offer to the IRS. I did that personally with the company a little armature winding company. And I knew nothing about armatures. I still don't. But the situation was that the bank was holding the loan on this particular company. And it wasn't being serviced for years. But the old relationship was such where they didn't want to really pull the plug on this company and take houses, take personal assets. It was it was kind of a an iffy situation, if you will. But they finally got to a point, they being the IRS, where this company just wasn't going to do anything and they didn't want to keep working with them. So they started to foreclose on on the company. And I came along and was made aware of this. And so I talked to the IRS. Hey, what if I offer you something for this company? And I was laughed at, basically, because... Nobody does that. Nobody wants to buy a company like this that's boarded up, ready to go, almost boarded up. There are still people working, still products coming in, still raw materials coming in. And they they were still operating. So I offered them a, a, a ridiculously low offer, one that I was almost embarrassed to, to offer because it was so low. <laughs> and you know what happened? I got laughed at. But at the end of that laugh, the guy said, if you'd pay us that amount of money, We'll take it. You'd be saving us money and time. So I got a company for what really, this is years ago now, uh, for for almost nothing. And I could see value in it by my walk arounds in it. You know, seven or eight people were, were working and they they had work to do and they were shipping product out and they were collecting money and they were they had a business going. But the IRS, like the bankers couldn't do anything with it anymore. Their their resources uh, basically didn't allow them to do anything more than use the power of the law, the legal system to foreclose on this. So I was a good asset for the bank to basically buy this company. And I bought it, was able to fix it up because I could see the value that could be created with relatively simple investments and get the workforce mobilized. And my work experience was such where this was a no-brainer for me. And it worked out very well. And that led to other ones with other banks in the area because it's a close-knit fraternity. And it was fun because it did a whole bunch of things. You know, I could make some money on it for sure. I didn't have to put an investment in of significance. I basically uh, was, was able to help the community by keeping a company alive and creating jobs, maintaining jobs. So it was a multi-win situation. And it's available. It's, it's you know, the, the legal implications may have changed somewhat, like regulations are constantly being changed. But it basically is an option for people to buy a company, a small company, because there's so many of them floating around, so that's that's one of several. I ended up buying a bunch of companies, uh, six, five, six altogether, through distress situations, and they turned out to be a better possible so- solution than anyone who was dealing with the matter for years. So they're out there. You can buy them. They're. Not easy to find. You got to work at it like anything worthwhile. But you could spend some time looking at trouble companies and put a program in to make contact with companies that are in trouble. And you should have enough opportunities to uh, last you for a while if you like it, if you like that, doing that kind of stuff. But trouble companies have a, a a bad reputation because they're in trouble with a. Usually, a government agency of some sort is in the loop, and most people don't want to touch that. Whereas they're leaving opportunities on the table rather than have it be foreclosed on. So that's one of several. We got a whole bunch of them, but uh, you know, our clients—we've we, been doing uh, uh, help them buy stuff out there because there's a lot of stuff out there. <laughs> Well, if you uh, want to hear, that's 20, just 20, a little touch. That's okay. If you want yeah, a little more
1: detail about that, you know, Jack told the story of how he bought his first company. I'll put a link to the to the show. It was December eight or December twentieth uh, of twenty eighteen, Jack. So it was a little, wow. a, little, a little holiday show that we did, you know, towards the end of twenty eighteen, where he shared about the purchase of Cleveland Armature and where Jack talked about where he bought it from the the IRS. It's a great story. We we're able to get it into the into the hour that we had, uh, you know, on the air. And it, it gives us some good examples about how that can work. And I think most of us, Jack, know some bankers. And I think to your point, what a great question to ask them. Hey, do you guys have a workout group? Or do you have a troubled loans department? And and, and see what the reaction is going to be. Because often what, what, what we get the response <laughs> back, Jack, or you ask a banker that. Well, I've never made a bad loan, Jack. Yeah, that's right. The loan, they come you know, out of
0: the air. No, yeah, nobody oh, creates them. <laughs> hey, the, the, the loan looked good when we made it. It
1: just went sideways or went south at some point after that. But, you know, I didn't make a bad loan. It just it, it, it just turned into a bad loan. And so, again, it's one of those areas. Now, that's an area, Jack, where I think uh, it's a little more unique in terms of you got to be a little comfortable with more difficult or maybe some turnaround situations, I guess. You know, because usually when it's in the workout group, it's because it's not, it's not a performing loan. That means it's not a performing business. So they have customers and employees, all that kind of stuff, but they're probably losing money. Are not making as much money as they need, and so the question becomes: Okay, well, are you comfortable going into those situations? And when you do, you got to come in and be very decisive. So it, it, it's a it's a different piece, but again, it's it's a it's a very underutilized because again, it's not publicized. Your point: If you go into the you know, if you walk in the bank lobbies anymore? You know, big buildings. If you see, if you look on the directory to try to see where everybody's at, you aren't gonna you aren't gonna see the the workout. Maybe it's a special asset class. Usually, they get very creative with the naming of these things, right? Where it sounds really nice, but it's it's really not a good place to be. So those are, you know, so those are a couple areas to think about. One is where you got that no, that no successor part which we talked about. Jack was kind of going through in terms of like that bank kind of workout stuff or troubled, uh, troubled loans, or as he's mentioning too, that could be troubled uh, folks owing the IRS some money. It's a little different too. But that's, you know, you, you get some more detail on that from, uh, from Jack's, uh, Jack's story from a couple of years ago. Let me touch on another area that's a that's a pretty big area, Jack. And, that, you know, I, I'll kind of glump them together in terms like a health issue or an untimely death kind of issue, all right? Um, you know, a lot of owners will kind of quickly say, if you ask them about, hey, do you have a succession plan in place or a transition or have a, you know, something happens to you, and the, often they'll flip and they say, well, you know, what do I care? You know, I'm gone at that point. You know, let them figure stuff out, you know. And, and people will often kind of brush stuff aside like that but there's been lots of, lots of situations where we've seen these things kind of happen, Jack. And, um, you know, whether it be, you know, whether it be things like our, our, you know, some some untimely, uh, untimely deaths, um, you know, and and as we're talking, I keep thinking about shows we've done on these things. So, um, we had, we had one of our, uh, great long-term clients, uh, Lisa Holly was on, uh, and she was on, Going on six years ago, Jack. She's one of our early guests in September of 2017, and uh, Lisa and her family. And I'll, again, I'll, I'll put a, a a link in our in our show notes to this uh, to this show. But her and her brother grew up in the business. Her parents started the, the business at the kitchen table type thing. It was a moving and storage business, and a little bit more than 30 years into it, or 40 years into it, uh, both mom and dad passed away. Mom passed away tragically, you know, overnight, and the next day the keys were given to the kids. And Lisa tells her story of kind of going through that process, not only you know, dealing with, obviously, the, the death of a parent, but then the pressure of having to deal with a, a, an underperforming company. And what happens? And what do you do? And she tells, you know, tells the story pretty well and shares about how she was able to get the company um, right-sided, to be able to get debts paid off, and to be able to take things over. Um, so she, she was basically given the company, Jack, right? She was given a pile of stuff of here, here it is, here's 40 years of history, but oh, by the way, there's, there's some debts and there's some other, other stuff, stuff going on. Uh, but she was, she was given the business, yeah. You know, her and her brother were, it, it, it was, it was part of what happened. So that's, that's one way it can happen, right? You know, you know, we've seen that before. Um, have got other clients that, that, that have gone through. We, 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 had one years ago, um, who bought a dental staffing company and the woman who had started that business, uh, she had uh, a recent death; her husband had passed away, and that was what caused her to get out of the business. You know, she was she was okay. She had life insurance from his from his passing, and just you know just didn't want to be in business anymore. So she decided to sell it, and she sold it to our client, and she played the bank, and he wrote her a check. I think it was a three year deal. Every month he wrote her a check, and he knew nothing about the business before he started it in terms of the 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 product or service, but it was a great a great business for him. Um, to be able to kind of see. So again, coming, you know, coming from that, you know, recently had a a, a, a friend whose who's brother passed away and same kind of thing, you know, all of a sudden you come in and start to kind of take things over. You know, things happen you know, where there's a lot of these health scares, a lot of things where, where people pass away. And it can be very scary in those situations, Jack, because you get some vultures coming around, folks kind of circling around. They can they can sense there's an opportunity here, right? I mean, um, like many things, Jack. There's there's there what looks like a struggle or a problem for somebody is an opportunity for somebody else. And you know, so, if you got a company that's running, and and often when you've got a health or health issue or, or an untimely death, the, the company itself is probably doing okay. You know, it just so happens that hey, the the the, the fearless leader has taken off. You know, they've, they've kind of moved on. Um, so those situations will come up a lot. Um, or they'll just be random stuff. You know, we had a guy years ago, Jack, there, there wasn't, there wasn't a death, you know, there I guess maybe it falls into the category of kind of, there was a succession issue. Uh, this is a guy who had a small little, you know, small little uh, manufacturing business and he, uh, he got offered a full-time gig with another place and he decided to give her client the business. And, it, and one of his stipulations was he wanted to make sure he could still come to the shop in the evenings and on the weekends and watch some of the movies and get away from his wife. That was part of the part of the deal right Remember that? <laughs> that's right yeah uh, the same kind of thing he said yeah just keep you know keep sending me you know keep sending me a check every month for 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 a couple year period or again th- that's how these things tend to happen that, you know, that's kind of one of the 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 dirty secrets jack i guess to, to kind of say if, if people don't know i don't know how, how secret it is but often with a small business like this the owner or the seller will be the one who's playing you fully playing the bank or partially playing the bank we're they are going to be getting paid over time from the profits of the business. So the business itself is going to help fund the transaction. So we're we're stating it simply, Jack, that somebody's giving it to you. They're giving the so if that. if that's
0: if that's the case, if that's the case, they're yeah, they're giving it to you. That's what when we say you can get a company for nothing or no payments down, but it's very true. Well, what does giving a company to you mean? It means it means that I have a company and I'm tired of it or I'm in trouble or I'm yeah, you know, I just want to get away. I'm gonna sell this business. And part of the negotiation will be the buyer, in this case us, making an offer that A does not put a down payment on, like you would buy a house. And and B, they're gonna take. Back a note, a note payable, and we we will negotiate, not guaranteeing this note. Believe me, these are obstacles that you have to get comfortable with. But we've done them, and we've coached them, and we can coach more if people are are enlightened. It's just you just don't go with a pile of cash and go go out and buy a company. That's not the way it's done. It's the way it's hoped to be done, and once in a while it is. But usually there's the, the seller acting as the bank. That's what Adam's saying. Because that's what a bank does. And they collect interest with it. They lend money and they collect interest and paybacks and have collateral and guarantees and all these hoops that make it undesirable to really talk about in in uh you know your your dealings with people, going about your day to day business. There's these opportunities here, and you're you're shocked. Ted, all of a sudden you ran into one. Holy crap. So that's fun. Yes, it is. And and we, we've been talking today mostly about, I would
1: say, Jack individuals kind of going into buying a company maybe for the first time or, or doing that. But it's also a strategy that we talk to current business owners about. And it's one of those strategies that's often overlooked when it comes to growing your company. And we'll say, look, you know, you can grow your company one customer at a time, one employee at a time, or, you can go out and acquire somebody to add to your business. Maybe it's adding in the same product or service that you already have, but it could be adding a new product or service, something related to what you're doing that you could sell to your current customer base or something totally different. But as part of that buying another company, you're going to be buying some people. Those people include employees. They include customers. And you're able to get them in bulk, you know, multiple employees, multiple customers. And so it's, it's a great way to start to kind of grow. You also have the, the, the Jackie, you have the ability to have that, uh, should I call it like a rear view mirror? You, you have a chance to kind of see what the what the prior owner did. And some of the goods and maybe some of the not so goods. And so you have that you have the, the the beauty of having that history to kind of to kind of delve into and and be able to make some some adjustments or corrections to be able to kind of run the business a little differently from that standpoint. But there are there are all kinds of there are all kinds of opportunities that are out there. And it's again, it's one of those things that Chances are, if you meet any of our clients out in the world and you ask them this question, they'll probably smile and know exactly who's who's asking that question. Because I have yet to meet anybody, Jack, where they say, well, hey, somebody else has asked me that question before. If they gave it <laughs> to me. Nobody has asked that question. And, and it's uh, for those who are serious about it, because there are a lot of folks who aren't serious about it, Jack. They like to talk about it. It's fun to discuss at cocktail parties or, or, or or get-togethers about hey I'm out looking at companies, but never doing something versus hey, there's lots of ways to make this thing start to happen. And, and again, if you're listening to this and you're and you're currently employed somewhere, I'd say start there, start there and see. Now if there's a good succession plan in place at the place you're at, okay, Well, start talking to other people that you know, other people, because especially folks who are working for small companies. That's what we're talking. You know, don't go talk to somebody working for Coca-Cola. This is like the stuff Coca-Cola, but there's these, you know, 20 plus million small companies that exist everywhere. They're everywhere. Drive around. I, I i challenge you to drive around for five minutes in your area. I don't care how rural or urban you are. You're going to have dozens, if not hundreds of small businesses, just in that five minute radius of, you know, from, from where you live there. It's, it's right there, Jack. It's right underneath our noses.
0: It sure and,
1: is. And if you're one of those folks who's been who's been blocked by this whole pile of cash nonsense, get it out of the way. Okay, here we are. They're going to give it to you. Do you do you want it? <laughs> oh, I'm having trouble swallowing, and also I'm getting I'm getting kind of choked up here a little bit. Yeah, not sure. I, okay, well maybe you aren't ready for it yet. Versus, hey, maybe this question they're asking today: Would you take it if they gave it to you? Maybe that's all you needed. Maybe you say, hey, I don't know, that was a thing. Hey, thanks, guys. Okay, well, hey, you know what? If that's you, reach out to us. Or again, we're, we're, we're going to put in our show notes here. If you don't, you know, you can you can hear it from Ben. You can hear it from Jack. You can hear it from Lisa. They've got great stories to share that, that, that talk about this. And these are just three, three short stories, but very different. Again, talking about a succession issue, about a health issue, Or you know, untimely death issue and about some of the, you know, the bank stuff or 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 or, or workout issues uh going to the IRS. So these are these are real stories, folks. These things happen and they aren't I guess they're a little bit more unique, Jack, but they aren't as unique as they maybe they shouldn't be so unique anymore. That's probably what we're trying to say. Let's let's see, because there's a tremendous, tremendous opportunity out there. And if you look at if you look at 10 companies, Jack. And again, with the idea, the idea—if they gave it to me—and you can't get comfortable with that. Well, chances are, maybe this
0: whole business ownership thing isn't for you. And that's okay. They'll stop too. and think. think of, stop and think about it. If they gave it to you, what does that mean? Who gives companies away? Owners of small businesses, for a variety of reasons, can <laughs> give them away. We're not saying you, you go in and you can buy everything with no money down or no money into it, but you can if you look at enough of them and negotiate with that objective in mind. You know, you might be dealing with uh, you know, somebody who's been running a started a company 50 years ago and he can't give it away. Okay, here comes somebody who's 30 years old, has some skills, certainly has some ambition, he talks to this uh, person trying to sell the company, and he ends up coming with, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll work and share the profits, lie and share. I'll make a deal, but I'm not going to put any money in or guarantee. That's giving a company away if you're the owner. It's, it's the equivalent of that. Hey, Adam, I just bought a company for no money down and no guarantees. Hey, Adam, I got a, a company here that somebody just gave me. It's another one. It's, it's the way it is, and it's, it exists. Bad loans are made. People get in trouble. People have life's experiences, which, which uh, change the focus from trying to drive your company and make it happen to just finally giving up. And, and here's somebody who looks willing to, to do a good deal. You just got engaged, always that's what it comes down to. All right,
1: <clears throat> so yeah, so we wanted to kind of dig into this question <laughs> a little bit today. I think it was good, it was a good discussion to kind of open your eyes and ears. Uh, as you said at the outset, this is episode 377. So if you like what you heard today, uh, we referenced three other episodes, but that's only three of the other 376 that we've got. They're all you can get them all at our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. Uh, and if you go there, you can you'll see there's an episodes tab. And the way I was easy, able to easily find all these shows, Jack, it's not that I have a photographic memory. I was going onto our website and I was typing in. I was, I was looking for Ben I, and here comes Ben's show, right? So you can go in that search bar and type for what you're looking for. So I want to hear about Jack buying his first company. You can find that show there. That's how I was able to find the shows. And so um, whatever topic you got, you know, put that uh, question, idea, thought into the into that box. It'll feed back the shows we've done, for, uh, done on that topic. If you don't find one that suits your needs, then reach out to us. You can email us radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call 330 849 670 Be happy to answer the question for you directly, or much like we did today, we'll put together a show because chances are if you have the question, somebody else does too, and they'll be happy that you asked. We'll be able to get that shared out there. If you prefer listening on your on your uh, podcast player, we're on all the big podcast players from Apple to Spotify to iHeart and everything in between. So you can go there and search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And you can subscribe to the show. We typically drop a new episode Thursday morning. It'll be delivered right there to your smart device for you. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review. We'd love getting those as well. So that's what we got for you today. We really appreciate y'all listening. And we'll talk to you next week.
0: Good. Bye-bye.